Ion 2020, episode 36. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, it is Ray Eaton, your host of ION 2020, the place that you're coming every single day to find all of the news and related events that are going on with the lead up to this 2020 election. We're getting close. Every single day I put out a new episode and we get a little bit closer to the day, uh, November 2020, when uh, we're going to find out who's going to be the next president of the United States. But obviously you guys know that we're pretty far away from that and uh but I've been dedicated every day to bring you guys this show. I missed one day on uh, this week, and I do apologize for that. Had that little snowboard trip that I told you guys about yesterday. And uh, now I'm back, and I am sore. My legs hurt. My son took me on some of these uh, train parks, and I'm an old man, and uh, made my back hurt just a little bit. But it was fun doing some jumps and so forth. That was always uh that's always a blast and uh you gotta show off for your kid, you know? That's all. You do gotta show off for your kid and uh make them think you're cool still. Cause one day they won't even want to hang out with you. So might as well spend some time doing that. And uh anyway, got out there, did the train park and uh hurt myself a little bit. Sitting down now doing the show and uh just feeling like, you know, there's some good news out there and stuff. There's some good news. I've been looking for some uh, some good content to bring you guys because that is my dedication to you. That is to bring you all of the news and related events with regard to this 2020 election from a libertarian perspective. And that's what I do every single day, five days a week, Monday through Friday for you. Uh, there's some good information out there and I just wanted to you know, let you know some of the things that I've found today. So... Um, <clears throat> Anyway, wait a second, go ahead. Subscribe to the show. That's what I always ask you to do. That's the one thing I ask. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. Uh, And if you want to, at that point, give me a five-star rating. Go ahead and review the show. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at IonTheEmpire. And there is where I'm just throwing out some uh, good information in regards to the 2020 election, news articles, and so forth. But also other things where I'm keeping an eye on this empire that we live in in the United States, or if you're overseas listening to me, keeping an eye on the empire that might affect your life, um, <clears throat> if we were going to, you know, try to mingle in the affairs of your, of your country, like often happens uh, the United States mingling in the affairs of other countries. A lot of people think it's for the better. I don't think that's for the better, obviously. Uh, being a libertarian, I believe in a non-interventionist foreign policy, and uh, maybe not all libertarians believe in that, but I do. I'm a libertarian. I think that you know, the less government that we have, the better, right? The less government that we have, the less corruption there's going to be in that government because that government is going to be in charge of less stuff. So that means less people trying to influence with money, 
those politicians who have the power of the purse. And that's what's most important, right? Um, also, as a libertarian, we believe in uh, a non-aggression, what's called the non-aggression principle. And that says that uh, you don't aggress upon your neighbor. You don't ask other people to aggress upon your neighbor for you. And a lot of times they say the government is just the legal... Uh, what the government is, is just a legal entity that people give to be an aggressor upon other people, right? And libertarians don't believe in that. They don't believe that the government should have the right to um, aggress upon other people. Now, there's a difference between a state, the state, not the state like a state of South Carolina, a state of North Carolina, like a state as in a, an entity that has a power of force, right? A state. That's the government within that within a country. Uh, states have the ability to use force upon other people, and people just kind of go along with that, right? But there are governing entities that don't have don't have that ability to to initiate force upon people. Think about your HOA. Think about your church. They can't force you to tithe. Now they can kick you out of the church if you don't tithe. I guess most likely they won't. Um, but that's a governing body, right? That doesn't initiate force. And maybe if there was a way for our country to have a governing body that doesn't initiate force, that would be an ideal situation as well. Or a better situation than what we're in now when the government's going to put you away in a prison for growing plants. That's going to put you away in prison for not paying your taxes. Um, when they say, you know, it's, they say that you're doing it willingly, Right? They say, oh yeah, taxes, it's not, you know, forced, it's not coercion, you just, you do it voluntarily, that's what they say about your taxes, when in reality, if you don't pay your taxes, you're going to have men come knocking on your door with guns, and if you resist, they will shoot. So, anyway, that, libertarians know we believe, that the general idea is, you know, don't initiate force upon other people, and don't ask other people to initiate force in your, on your behalf. Now, if somebody initiates this force against you, and they want to, um... You know, they, they come and they steal your stuff. You have every right to defend yourself and use a the law that exists in that society to um, get yourself compensated for that loss, right? Obviously, you have that ability. But libertarians, that's, you know, that's generally what we believe, right? So if you're, a, you know, if, if you're listening, you're not a libertarian, go ahead and look it up. Uh, I probably am not the best spokesman in the world for all the libertarian issues that are out there. I'm not an academic by any means. I'm just some dude trying to bring you the news and related events with regards to this 2020 election. But uh, there's great podcasts out there that you can listen to. There's great books out there that you can listen to. Uh, introductory books into the libertarian idea, uh, the capitalist movement of uh, you know c- capitalism and free market economics and so forth. Uh, you know, there's plenty of great spokespeople out there for it. I always lead people towards like the Tom Woods show. Uh, he has thou- uh, over a thousand episodes that, you know, really delve deep into the, uh, the academic side a lot of times of the, of the, uh, libertarian movement. And, you know, he, he has a great show. So go ahead and listen to that. But, uh, if you're joining me for the first time today, I certainly do appreciate you joining me. Uh, listening to Ion 2020. This is your news source for the 2020 election, so I certainly appreciate you listening. And uh, go ahead and subscribe. That's all I ask. And then if you can, go ahead, give me a rating and review.
So let me jump into the information that I wanted to go in and bring you guys, though. And uh, there was some some articles that I've been reading. And you guys know I talked about this yesterday. Bernie Sanders went ahead and uh, hopped in, hopped into the 2020 election. He's going for that uh, de- that Democratic nomination for president to shoot uh, to take Donald Trump out, take Donald Trump right out of that White House. He called him a lying. He's a pathological liar, is what Bernie Sanders called him, right? And I found this article in Newsweek, and it's uh, the 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 title. It says "2020 Presidential Election Odds Updated." Bernie Sanders announces, but can Donald Trump be defeated? Question mark. This is by Tim Marcin on two nineteen two thousand nineteen. And uh, he says, he starts it off, and he's just talking about the Bernie Sanders just announced, and it says, Vermont, Bernie's, Ver- Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders announced on Tuesday that he'll give it another go in 2020, running for president again after an upsets, or after an upstart 2016 bid, which he lost out to the de- eventual Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. Now, we all know that Hillary Clinton kind of stole it from him. The, the party loyalists, I guess, did not want... Bernie Sanders to be their guy, so then obviously Hillary Clinton was the shoo-in. She was the one. She was you know crowned queen after Barack Obama stole it from her in 2008, and then obviously she can't run in 2016 or 2012. Sorry. So then in 2016, she was the basically the only person running besides Bernie Sanders. <clears throat> so it says, but while Sanders begins his second campaign with the kind of with this kind of name recognition he lacked the first time around, he again faces an uphill task to take the White House, according to oddsmakers. Meanwhile, he didn't waste time going after Donald Trump in an interview with the Vermont Public Radio that aired on Tuesday. Bernie, Bernie Sanders says, I think the current occupant of the White House is an embarrassment to our country. I think he is a pathological liar. I also think he is a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, somebody who is gaining cheap political points by trying to pick on minorities, often undocumented immigrants. Now that's what they always say about any conservative, Republican, or whatever. Uh, that's just the way, you know, it's name-calling, whatever. Uh, we all know Donald Trump is like an old-school kind of guy, right? And he's, you know, a little bit sexist and whatever, I'm sure. Uh, I don't think he's a homophobe by any means. Um, but, you know, I look at things from neutral eyes, right? I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Uh, Democrats are just going to name call. They have no objective. You know, they can't look at him objectively. So, but that's what that's what Bernie Sanders was calling him. The report says, okay, so we'll go on with the article. Report says Bert Sanders, 77, has already received donations from 50 states. But according to odds makers, it's more likely that Donald Trump will be president after the 2020 vote. Bet Online had Trump as the clear favorite to win 2020 at 3 to 2 odds. So, listen up guys, bet.com or bet online, right? These are these online sites where you can bet on like elections, you can bet on just about anything. I think you could bet on um who's going to win the Super Bowl in 2028, you know, things like that, right? Like you, there's, you just pretty much bet on anything and get odds going. And these companies, these odds websites are usually pretty darn accurate in who's going to win and who's going to lose. Like when we, when you get up there into a lot of these campaigns that are going on, 
you'll find that whatever the, these betting websites, because if people are willing to place their money in a certain position, then they have to be pretty sure that that's going to be, that the odds are in their favor, right? And these, traditionally these, you know, if if it's Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump, the bet.com places and, you know, different betting online sites are going to have the odds in favor of who actually ends up winning. It's it's really a strange thing that happens. Um, a, a strange coincidence, I guess. But anyway, so go on. So, bet.com or bet online had Trump as the clear favorite to win with three to two odds. That makes sense, some sense considering that Trump will likely not face a significant primary challenger. But Sanders, who was pegged at 14 to one, also trailed a number of Democrats who are either running or considering it including former Vice President Joe Biden at 12 to 1, California Senator Camilla, Kamala Harris at 8 to 1, and former Texas's, Texas Representative Beto O'Rourke at 10 to 1. <clears throat> That's amazing that Beto O'Rourke has, has pegged higher than, um, than Bernie Sanders. As odd makers often do, Beto Lon also has odds for a number of famous long shots like Oprah Winfrey, 50 to 1, Mark Cuban, 100 to 1, and Will Smith, 100 to 1. I can't imagine that those guys would get into it, but hey, if you put a couple hundred bucks in and you could get 100 to 1 odds, that's pretty strong, right? You might as well try it out and see. So, um, Donald Trump, 3 to 2 odds, though. That's pretty, that's pretty significant that he is fully beating all these guys, but he is the one consistent, right? He's the guy that's there that you know, he's an incumbent, so incumbents usually have a lot more ability. I mean, they have the name recognition already. They're the president of the United States, right? And he's a pretty strong president with a pretty strong base of people that support him. <clears throat> I mean, I'm out all day, every day in South Carolina, and the dude's going to win South Carolina no matter what. Um, North Carolina, same thing. Like, they, there's people that just support this guy no matter what. So North Carolina has a little bit more of a liberal... Um, they're a swing state, so you're going to have more liberals here or in the North Carolina area, but still, you know, he has pretty he has strong name recognition, obviously, all they do is talk bad about him, um, but his base of supporters, man, they are going nowhere, and that's the people that are going to get him reelected as his base supporters. They're going to come out and vote for this guy in droves. Okay, so <clears throat> let's go down the list on who is... So who's the most favored to beat Donald Trump? That's Kamala Harris is number one on the on this list. Beto O'Rourke is number two. Joe Biden, number three. Amy Klobacher, number four. And then Bernie Sanders is fifth. Followed by Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren. Wow, I'm surprised Elizabeth Warren is so far down. But maybe the odds makers are taking into account that she is just getting beat up on all sides by... Um, by Donald Trump for this Pocahontas thing. And also, she's not a very charismatic person when she talks. She's very bland. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is right behind Elizabeth Warren. You got Michelle Obama. See, I always thought that Michelle Obama would be somebody that might get elected uh, or that might run for office because she was just making her appearances on these daily shows constantly for like two or three months to get that name out there even more. So I, I was thinking that she was going to run. She still might announce, you never know, but she is a long shot, I'm sur sure, at this point. Um, no news articles have come out about her dipping her toe in the water to run for president. So 
All right, we got Sherrod Brown behind Michelle Obama, Michael Bloomberg behind her. Then you got Mike Pence. Mike Pence is that? That's the the demo. Okay, yeah. So the the republic. So that's why they have somebody win. This is just who's going to win. So Mike Pence is the first Republican that's on that list. And I don't think Mike Pence is going to run against Donald Trump, but I think that maybe they're going to they're assuming that Donald Trump drops out and does not decide to run, or maybe he dies, or something like that happens, and then Mike Pence ends up being president. And then finally you got Tulsi Gabbard and then Hillary Clinton. Wow. So they must assume that Hillary Clinton's not going to run, is what they're getting at. But we got Tulsi Gabbard way down that list, man. And she's the anti-war candidate out there, and she's really, to me, I think she has a good grassroots following. I would wonder where Ron Paul would have been on a list like this, Back in 2008, though. Um, now, not, I'm not comparing Ron Paul to Tulsi Gabbard. Don't get me wrong. They're both anti-war people, and they're both hard-spoken against interventionist foreign policies. What I'm saying is that Tulsi Gabbard is that, you know, she's kind of like a standout person that's a little bit different than the rest of these candidates. And that's why that's what I like about her, even though she does have very socialist views. And I've brought that up on some of my... Um, earlier shows. So next you have, after Tulsi Gabbard, you got Hillary Clinton. They just assume that she's not going to run. Julian Castro, so he's that mayor of um, uh, San Antonio. He's down there. Nikki Haley. Okay, so that's assuming that Donald Trump is not going to run. You got Nikki Haley on there. Oprah Winfrey, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, isn't he a just some Republican commentator commentator or something like that. So anyway, John Kasich is way down that list. Yeah, I mean, we got oh, Joe Rogan's even on here. Okay, so that's pretty funny. Uh, Mark Cuban, Leonardo DiCaprio. There we go. Will Smith, Bill Gates, Clay Travis. These are 150. Mark Zuckerberg, 151 odds. Ted Cruz, 151 odds. Okay, so these are just getting a little bit crazy, but I guess you got people putting money on these people, but Donald Trump's at the top. I'm surprised Kamala Harris is so close to him um, at 8-1 to odds, and then you got Joe Biden as the fourth. Beto O'Rourke, I don't even, Beto O'Rourke hasn't even announced. I don't think he's he's going to announce he's going to run. He's just some dude from Texas that lost the Senate race there. I I can't imagine that he's going to run for president, but hey, these types of betting online sites are usually pretty darn accurate with their um, with what they're saying, though. So, I mean, with with the odds. So, I, it, it could happen. You never know. <clears throat> but, hey, everybody, I appreciate you listening to this show. That's all I really have for you today is that article. Um, there's, there's a little bit more news here and there, but it's nothing that I really wanted to bring to you. I just thought that it's interesting to see where these candidates are on the list for this uh, these betting websites because usually they're pretty accurate. And that's what I wanted to bring you today. Um, go ahead, like I said, subscribe to the show. Give me a five-star rating and review. And if you would like to come back and listen to some more tomorrow, please do. I'll be here for you uh, with another episode of Ion 2020. And uh, if you get if you want to, go back and listen to some of my previous shows as well. I have one that was called the Zillion Dollar Green Deal, and that is seems like it's my most popular show right now, um, right behind my Tulsi Gabbard show. Uh, she was getting a lot of the spotlight for a while, but then once I did that Zillion Dollar Green New Deal show, man, it just 
that's the one that took off the most. And uh, I guess I should be proud of that because I got a lot, a lot of listeners to that one. So go back and listen to that one. Hey, might as well, right? And uh, subscribe to the show so you can get the shows for tomorrow. If it's your first time listening, I appreciate you listening today. Give me your ears. And this is the place where you're going to have a libertarian perspective on the 2020 election. Going to help you have clear vision for the 2020 election. And that is Eye on 2020. I'll see you tomorrow.